for this journey. I don't think you're ready for this journey. I don't think you're ready for this. Nobody to finish just for your back. Hello and welcome back to the It's Time podcast. I'm Mariah and that is Kaylee. Are you sucking your microphone like it's a dick? <laughs> no. She's a, she's in a mood today. I'm in a silly goofy she's mood. She's in a silly goofy mood. What's that um, TikTok sound that's like really popular right now? It's wackadoodle time. It's wackadoodle it time. Wackadoodle I love time. I love that sound. So today is going to be such a fun up. Um <laughs> maybe. What are you doing? <laughs> Uh, uh, <laughs> god damn it um, okay sorry i'm gonna calm myself focus so today's topic is parent issues or commonly known as mommy or daddy issues <laughs> i i think mommy and daddy issues are like so commonly discussed Mm -hmm. I don't even I wouldn't even say nowadays I feel like it's been a thing I think that nowadays people are talking about like what that can mean in your adult life and how that can affect relationships romantic or otherwise whereas like growing up I think you always heard about daddy issues referring to girls that like dated older men or like dated like abusive men yeah type of thing that's all you kind of heard um so like not that that can't be an effect but now it's the real effects in all aspects of life yeah and we're understanding that toxic parents or traumatic things growing up don't mean necessarily that you have like a absent parent or abusive parent it could be a lot of different things and that can be confusing for people if you grew up with a present parent who did love you and and tried their best but you know what things still happen and you can still have trauma and you could still have those parent issues and it's it's helpful to understand them and learn about them because it'll help you in your adult relationships Mm -hmm. um so today we're going to talk about like how these look in your adult life rather than what happened to you as a kid, um, because that's going to really look different for everybody. And a lot of these things might relate to you. They might not. Uh, that is not to say that we're not telling you you have mommy issues if you feel this way or whatever. It's just it could relate. It could not. It's different for everybody. And that's also a very important thing to understand um, when looking at trauma and how to deal with it. So before we get into like our experiences and our stories, which is tea, I think. Um, I'm just going to talk a little bit about what I found when I was doing some research. So basically, like, yes, yes. because I want you to appreciate that. I think like for the first time in a while, you're like in your like podcaster mode. (laughs) I feel like I am. I just think we should all acknowledge that. Thank you. I feel, yeah, like I prepared for today's episode, you know, like, um, and I, yeah, thank you. So one of like, this is kind of funny, it's weird, but one of the first widely discussed researched parent issue thing in our history that we still talk about today is Freud. 
we all know Freud, we all know Oedipus, we all know the Oedipus complex. And if you don't know, it's it's when you apparently are attracted to your parent of the opposite sex and jealous of the parent of the same sex. And obviously that's controversial as fuck. And I actually think we should really exit out of the Freudian ideals because in today's world, we know that for one, not everyone has a mom and dad. Some people have two dads. Some people have one mom. Some people, it literally every parent situation can look different. And also you're saying that all kids are straight by saying that because not you're not always going to be attracted to the opposite sex. That's just not how it is. Yeah. So I kind of think that we're seeing that that Freud thing is just all kind of bullshit, in my opinion. I mean, like, I don't know. Maybe there's some truth there. Um, who's who fucking knows? But I just think that there's a lot of issues with that, and I just wanted to toss that in there because it doesn't yeah. really make sense, right? I agree. There's a lot of issues. Yeah. I do think though, and it doesn't have to be. I think in most cases, it's not actually like, well, I don't know if any of any cases where the kid is like attracted I know. to that parent. Um, I don't think it has to be like the parent of the opposite gender, like, and especially yeah. because we know that that's not always applicable or, you know, you, you might not be attracted to those kinds of people, but I do think there is something to people seek partners that have mm-hmm. qualities of their parents yeah that's fair. I don't think it's like that Freudian shit to a T yeah I do think that aspect is relevant yeah so. yeah and I think that that aspect will like comes up more in like yeah not being physically attracted mm-hmm. but like traits within maybe like some things your dad did that you really liked and now you want your partner to do those things or it could be that like reverse psychology thing where you hate something that your parent did and but you also tend to like go for someone with the same traits um which I think goes back to mommy I think that's what it is mommy daddy issues which like do you think it's weird that it's called mommy and daddy issues do you think that's weird that we don't say mom issues or dad issues we say mommy and daddy issues well I think that comes from the sexualization of right the girls because I think Mommy issues, I think, are being more newly talked about. And obviously, if women Mm -hmm. came up with the term, I don't think it would be called daddy issues. I think that was men's way of sexualizing it. It just comes up everywhere. When (laughs) mommy issues started to be a topic of conversation, and they're not going to call it mom issues they're going to call it mommy issues. mommy issues yeah and I guess because um, it like but I also yeah I think that anyone who has daddy issues like never called their dad daddy <laughs> like I mean I'm sure that's not always the case but it feels like it feels like it could be um yeah, yeah. so let's jump in we're going to start with mommy issues and kind of talk about that and then we'll talk about our experiences then we'll jump into daddy issues We'll end with the, with the, oh God. (laughs) So mommy issues, and this is like, it, it's just depends on the person and situations. Like mommy issues can be 
mommy issues because of other things. But commonly, and you know, what people usually see and find is that mommy issues are related to too much parenting or too little parenting um, in the mother. And that within that can be a lot of different things too. It's usually like either a mom that's like trying to be your best friend and like not being very motherly and like kind of like clingy or a mom that was kind of avoidant. You know, it can look like so many things, but a few, I'm just going to list off a few ways that they show up in adulthood and some signs that maybe you might have mommy issues. Um, mommy issues, it often leads to wanting your romantic partners to fulfill needs a mother didn't. So that's a really big one. Um, uh, low self- <laughs> Kaylee just goes, check, 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 check. <laughs> low self-esteem. I'm going to hold this up so I can speak into the mic. Uh, low self-esteem, commitment issues, having a few female friends, being a perfectionist, avoiding situations where your mother is around, um, and having a hard time setting boundaries. Those are just a few. There's like a lot when you research it, but those were like the main ones. Why is your jaw, Kaylee's jaw is dropped. Did you relate to all of those? Having few female friends. I, I know, <laughs> I know. When I saw, when I wrote that one down too, I kind of had a similar feeling about it because I've, I, I, I don't want to say it in the sense of like, I am not a girl's girl because I, I think I'm a girl's girl and I want to be yes. one, but That's I just don't have a ton of female friends. Like, I don't, I don't know, but I get in my head. About, That's what, like, yeah, I feel particularly hard on myself when it comes to that. And I feel particularly judged when I vocalize. Mm-hmm my lack of female friends, because I think people's assumption is that I'm not a girl's girl. You're not a girl's or if girl, I say yeah. I just like, I get along with guys more easily. It's not because I'm not a girl's girl. It's because I actually have had like a horrible time with female friendships in my life. Yeah. It's, tra- it's traumatic. Yeah. They have rarely worked out well for me. Girls have been bitches to me my whole life where I've yeah. been in that group of three and I'm like always the one walking by myself on the mm-hmm. sidewalk, you know, like, mm-hmm. Is that because of my mommy issues or is that? I, I think a few things go into it. And I think mommy issues definitely could be a part of it. But I also think that the way that society raises women and girls is so toxic. And I think that, yeah, men built the system. The patriarchy built the system so that women um, felt competitive and jealous with each other um, because it essentially helps build the patriarchy more because the more that we are not getting along, the more that we aren't (laughs) as powerful because together women are the most powerful beings on the planet. And the patriarchy has been doing everything they can to keep that, you know, down. So I think that female friendships and healthier female relationships are happening more now um because like uh, my experience with girls has always been really horrible and traumatic um and I I just think that we we tend to like isolate because of it um and and we tend to seek male attention more because of it uh because everything's competition um but yeah I mean the like anytime I see a group of girls I'm just like my heart starts racing I'm like oh my god oh my god oh my god but I want so badly to have like that group of girlfriends that like I have you but that's pretty much it yeah 
I was gonna say it's not like we don't get along with girls like yeah best and pretty damn close to only friends <laughs> are, are a girl yeah but right. yeah it's like it's not that I don't want that it's just that I have trouble finding that that like genuine non-competitive like non-passive aggressive like kind caring female friendship I could be friends with girls yeah I could be but it's hard to find girls that I actually want to be friends with and that's why I think I tend to get along with guys so much better is because they're they're just more straightforward it's like no bullshit what you see is what you get yeah. sometimes most of the time yeah. with friends not most when this comes to totally. dating and stuff but friendships yeah yeah so it's not like I don't want it it's just damn hard to find did we talk about this on the pod I don't know but we had this conversation recently I think about maybe did we have it on the pod about like girls being drunk in the bathroom and like yeah how there's more there's more to that than just you're drunk and in the bathroom and oh my god girls are so nice when it's just like you're drunk yeah it's like I'm drunk so you know usually that leads to like not being as stressed out about judgment you know you're not as overwhelmed by perception which yeah I I think every woman is and so when you're drunk with a bunch of girls in the bathroom you are all that wall is all down and so like it's almost like oh shit are we there's a lot of really amazing women out there but we're also like masked all the time that maybe like I mean I maybe I come off as like bitchy in public I don't know like you know like someone could look at me and think why is that girl looking at me like that or whatever but in actuality I'm just like admiring her shirt you know what I mean like have you seen my RBF I'm sure people (laughs) right and so I'm just like if we were all I don't know let down our walls a little bit we'd maybe see how amazing and nice we all are I mean obviously that's not always the case but the the true girls girls you know but this all I think because I mean you could even talk about the Oedipus complex how like you tend to be jealous of the same sex parent I think there could be truth to that depending on how you're raised and stuff and I think that a lot of moms raise their daughters to have that that jealousy other girls always competing complex like Mm-hmm. a lot of moms contribute to that um and it's because they were also raised in the system and they're just kind of repeating what they learned uh, onto their kid and so we gotta break that break that so I know the answer to this and but for sake of the pod Kaylee do you have mommy issues absolutely <laughs> and do you when did you realize like that you had mommy issues? When was the first time that it hit you? I've known I've had issues with my mommy for a long time. <laughs> so <weird. laughs> for most of my life. But when did I figure out that I have mommy issues? Yeah, like there could be trauma there. It's affecting your life. Ooh, high school. Mm, okay. I feel like yeah. that's good. I think that some people, you know, it takes a long time to realize something like that. I was going to say like relatively recently in the last, you know, few years, but I think I, I, we've talked about this many a times on here, but I block out a lot of high school and I yeah. know I was much more aware of my issues with my mom than, than maybe I allow myself to remember. Mm. 
Yeah. I'm sure if I asked my ex-boyfriend, he could tell me all about it. <laughs> oh, God. And do you think that it affects your adulthood, your relationships, friendship, and romantic? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm always such a thinker. No, it's good. Like, um, yeah, think about it. No, it's good. I think it does. Yeah. Um, I mean, that first side effect of mommy issues you mentioned. Uh, yeah. Um, Wanting your partner to fulfill that one. Yeah. Like that was an issue I had in my previous relationship is like, I, I essentially asked him to be everything Hmm. for me, like, because my issues with her were so bad at that time. Mm -hmm. It was like going to my mom to talk to her was never like really a choice in my head. So like, he was the person I talked to about things I would talk to my mom about. He was the person that I like sought comfort from for all of those things. He like, it was my priority to spend time with him and his family over like spending time with mine. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that kind of ties into it or maybe that's, that's just the tension speaking and not necessarily like the mommy issues, but I, but um, it, it does make sense. I mean, that it would come up in, in that way, especially mommy issues. Cause mommy issues tend to be a little more emotional where daddy issues tend to be more like action based, like how you act. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think a lot of my like social anxiety and dread around confrontation mm-hmm. stems from that. Um, yeah, I think it definitely yeah affects me. Yeah, I think that I, for me, I always was aware that I had daddy issues and we'll get into that later, but I was so caught up with that that I didn't realize the mommy issues because I think that because my mom was physically present, she was there. She was there when I got home from school. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought, well, I can't have that mommy issues because she's here. So what do I have, you know, to complain about? But as I've gotten older, I realized you can have both. You can love your parent mm-hmm. and respect the things that they did and still have some criticism and say, but at the same time, in these ways, you really kind of hurt me and affected me and I have trauma from it. That does not mean that you know, it took me a long time to, to get there. And I think that's because, and I know a lot of people can relate to the whole, like, mom, it really hurt me when you did this. Oh, am I the worst? I'm the worst mother you've ever like in the world. And like, mm-hmm. I'm the worst. Per- it's like, okay, now you're guilting me for like expressing my feelings. So now I'm never going to express them to you again, because yeah, I, don't I guess feel he doesn't safe like to. to talk about their feelings. Exactly. <laughs> um, and so now that I'm older, I'm like, okay, I definitely have mommy issues. Um, and it's just interesting where they, where they come up. And for me, it's definitely very surrounded around the like low self-esteem aspect of mm-hmm. where it comes up. Like a lot of the time when I'm 
criticizing myself physically like I think that comes from my mom like a lot of my eating things come from my mom and like it's still hard for me now to talk about it because I feel like I'm being mean I feel like I'm shit talking my mom and I I, I love my mom so much like I think she's amazing and so I feel really shitty but that's the truth that is like what happened so god that's so relatable though because I well here's the thing you can never say these things to your mom because one it'll and two you get the I guess I'm the worst mom in the world exactly but it's like the the two things can be true at once you know like they're not mutually exclusive and I think like just so everyone out there knows like we both love and respect our moms and are grateful for a lot of things that they've done for us but that doesn't mean that they haven't also traumatized us in some yeah. ways. And, and I think that I'm, a lot of our moms had very similar experiences with their moms and they never got to the point of like understanding that you can have both. So they never healed from trauma that they experienced, right? Um, whereas with us, like talking about it and being aware is like helping us heal helping us Mm -hmm. move on or helping us understand where do I even begin to start to heal? Because maybe you've just been like not accepting this trauma that you've had, or maybe the way that your life is affected um, now. And so just talking about it, understanding it can help you start to heal. Um, Yeah. Mommy issues is a hard one. Like I, I don't know. I think it's because daddy issues are so like casually discussed. Yeah. You know, daddy issues is rough I, too. I'm not saying it's not. And I also think daddy issues think are daddy more issues can just accepted. show up a little bit more clearly. I think yeah. mommy issues more blurry and that's because they're so much more like emotionally stemmed. Yeah. Yeah. It has a lot to do with that. And, and sadly our society is just kind of like, it has accepted that dads are more likely to be the worst parent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, ha- I feel for all women out there that are mothers, like, or like it's the expectation on a woman, on someone who carries the child to be this perfect parent because it's like naturally built in. Like I totally feel for yeah. moms and I completely understand how you would make mistakes. It's impossible not to. But we criticize women way more for being bad parents than men. Uh, A man, like, you never hear, there's so many examples that come to mind, but one of them is a woman saying, and this is obviously, I'm referring to uh, opposite sex parents, but a mom saying, can you watch the kids? I need help. It's like, can you watch, you shouldn't have to ask a parent. That's your kid. (laughs) That's, you should be doing it. You know, there's like, there's so many things in our society and in the way we speak where we really just, it's not equal and you, they applaud a man for showing up, but a woman is never applauded for showing up because that's what she's supposed to do. Um, And I think a lot of those things can affect a parent and how they parent and that affects parenting styles and trauma and children. It's all full circle. Like our society steers it all really. But what I think like the most powerful thing we can do, I mean, I know you don't necessarily want to have kids, but like as someone that does want to have kids one day, 
Mm-hmm. To your point, I think the most powerful thing you can do is recognize mm-hmm. like mom, dad, parent, like whatever you're going to be one day, if you mm-hmm. want to have kids, recognizing that no matter what, you're going to traumatize your child in some way. Yeah. Like that's it's so a hard. Shit truth. That's a shit truth, but you're going to try your best. Just like our parents tried our best our best tried their best <laughs> yeah yeah and, that, oh man you know it still fucked us up in some way and I'm there are going to be a million things I want to do differently than my parents and there are going to be a million things I want to do the same and I'm going to try my damn best to be a good mom but at the end of the day I'm going to fuck up my kid somehow yeah and all I can do is just own that and then yeah be open to my mistakes as I make them and be Mm -hmm. open to the conversation and the feedback when my kid's old enough to provide it. Right. I think that's key. Imagine how healing that would have been. Imagine if we sat down with our parents as teenagers and then like the way you do this, like really affects me. Like when you make a comment about what I'm wearing, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it hurts me. Please Mm -hmm. don't do that. Like, yeah. And they they were like, you know what? You're right. I could see why that would make you feel that way. Yeah. I'm going to work on it. Just if I had kids and my kid did that, I'd be like, I'm doing something right. Just that they feel comfortable enough to come to me and tell me that I'd be really actually happy. Even though I made a mistake, I'd feel, okay, I'm doing something right here because you came to me and we're having an open conversation. That is something that I never had. Right. So like, even though you made a mistake, there's something good there as well. Like that's a really amazing thing. Um, Yeah. That's so, I really struggle with that. And like, I don't even really want kids anyway, but like whenever I get into the moments of like, maybe I do, it it really, it's scary to me. I mean, being in charge, I I don't know, but I do like the idea of having a positive effect on the next generation. I think that that's really beautiful. Um, Like, trying to end generational trauma and like being the one to do it, I think is a really cool thing. And hats off to all you parents out there that are doing the work. Cause I, I think it's like the hardest thing you could ever do and ever. You can shape the next generation without having kids. Yeah. I kind of love the idea of being the fun aunt or the confidant, you know, like come to me and tell me about all the issues that, cause like you're not, there are things that you're just not going to want to tell your parents. And that's yeah. good, probably, right? Like, I yeah, think you, that, you yeah, you don't well, have to. Be I think best that's friends. a whole other kind of Issues. parent issue, right? Uh, yeah, is when you have that relationship with no lines and you just tell them everything. Yeah, like that—that that creates issues too. I think the perfect example is Gilmore Girls. Um, they show both aspects of mommy issues with Emily and Lorelai and Lorelai and Rory. Like Lorelai tries to do the opposite of her mom, but that actually leads to more issues. That. If you don't, don't watch Gilmore Girls, I'm sorry, but yeah, they I, idealize like the Rory Lorelai relationship, but actually it's really toxic. Um, it's so, and toxic. I think a lot of the struggles that Rory goes through is because of that. And it's so funny because like watching Gilmore Girls, I always thought Lorelai was the coolest mom ever, but you have to realize that they can't be your best friend and they can't be like absent. Like there's just it's just hard a hard position, but I think that that's a good example um of mommy issues (laughs) all right so time for daddy issues I know that that's 
Everyone's excited about that one. You've heard songs about it. <laughs> I know. Just how that playing Daddy Issues by the Neighborhood playing in the background. <laughs> okay. So daddy issues commonly happen uh, when you are growing up with an absent father, and that could be physically absent or emotionally absent, um, or, and this is literally what I researched, it's like, or a general poor relationship with your present father. And I think that's because, sadly, it's just, I think, more common maybe, uh, or not easier, but yeah, easier to have daddy issues sometimes. Um, and I, I would say that's society's fault. Uh, I think we we really fuck up with the way we raise boys um, and that mm-hmm. can lead to really poor parenting. Um, ways that it might show up in adulthood. Being possessive and clingy demanding an abundance of love and assurance, wanting sex all the time and needing it to feel loved, afraid of being alone, um, choosing abusive or emotionally unavailable men, and being afraid of being vulnerable. I literally relate to all of those. (laughs) Check, 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 check. (laughs) Like, the wanting sex all the time really... Like, I feel like maybe that's obvious. I guess it is. But I don't know. I just, I, I'm going to open up and just say, like, I do want sex all the time, even when I'm not horny. And it's because it's a way to, that I feel loved and wanted by a person. Um, and I'm sure a lot of people can relate to that. Um, and it's affected my life a lot like my need for male not just male attention but like assurance from a man that I'm worthy of being a woman has been a part of my life since I can remember and really affected me it affected my friendships a lot like I have lost friends because of men I have like strained friendships because of men And it all goes back to like my focus a lot of the time was how can I get approval from a man? And it's like, I always knew it was daddy issues. Like I was aware, I think, Mm -hmm. but almost to the point of like, there's nothing I can do about it. Fuck it. This is just who I am. And I just like never really did work to, to not be that way because I just kind of was like, this is who I am. I'm a sexual being. And without like trying to digest what and why I was like that. I just thought it was who I was and I was like hypersexual, but maybe that isn't always the case, you know? And there's nothing wrong with being sexual. I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I just think, what are your reasons? Like, are you being sexual because that's genuinely what you desire and it makes you feel good and happy and fulfilled and confident or are you chasing assurance from that from men? I I genuinely think everyone can relate to that, like on some level. Yeah. Is it intrinsic or extrinsic? Mm -hmm. Like, am I doing it for me or am I doing it to get something from someone else? It makes me like physically. Um, I have a question for you. 
Okay. Now that you're in a relationship, mm-hmm. do you notice like you said sex is what makes you feel loved or mm-hmm. a way that helps make you feel loved. If you and your boyfriend are like having a great day or a great weekend, like things are going well, you're getting physical touch, you're getting words of affirmation, but there's no sex. Does that have you in your head at all? Yeah. It makes me feel like I failed. So like it is something that has come up and I, I really have struggled a lot with like, is it bad that I'm in a relationship and healing through trauma? Should I have done this before? But at the same time, he's helping me um, process the trauma. And I kind of think it's for me personally needed um, to get through it. So I, there have been multiple times where like, I don't know what I could say without saying too much of his information, but I don't know, like it, we didn't end up having sex or something and then like he's gone and the week starts. I'm like, why am I not hot enough? Did I not seduce him enough? He is not attracted to me anymore because I always grew up with the understanding of men that as long as I physically am hot enough, a man will want me any time of day. He will want to have sex with me every second of the day and sexualize me every second of the day. And it's really taking a lot for me to understand that my boyfriend is a human being. He is not just this like sex crazed person who wants sex all the time. But my understanding of men growing up was that that's all they were. That sex was the Um, most important thing. That's so true. And my being a good girlfriend is being sexually available all the time. And I, that's something that I actively still like, still am working through and like just recently had something happen where like, I will literally shit on myself or like, maybe you do something a little embarrassing in bed or like, and it's not even that embarrassing, but you know, you get in your head and I'm just like, I failed. I'm the worst girlfriend. I need to be a perfect sex machine for this relationship. And I'm not saying this to like, my boyfriend has never done anything to like, or no. What? Oh, it like exited out of Zoom and I got scared. Oh, shoot. <laughs> and we're still here. Okay. I thought it closed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just, I just want to clarify that, that he hasn't done anything to make me think that it's just what I thought men were like. So he's constantly having to be like, like, that's, I don't only want sex from you. Like I am perfectly okay. Like I remember like one night, maybe, I don't know, when we first started dating, like a few times it would happen where we'd hang out. And I was like waiting for him to like initiate something because I just thought like you won't be fulfilled or happy with like hanging out with me unless you have sex from me. Um, this Is this a tange? I don't know. But <laughs> this isn't a tange. But I don't know. It, and it makes me uncomfortable to say daddy issues because like, why is my sex life affected by my father like that is disgusting Mm -hmm. to me and like weirds me out but it's not that it's just that I have a strained relationship with men overall yeah I was just gonna say I don't think that correlates necessarily directly to a dad that's that's your understanding of men and your relationship with the most important men in your life yeah 
in very integral years. I don't yeah. think I'd like it, it. It does feel gross. Like to it feels say that. gross. I totally. I hate that. But I, it makes me mad that I have a lot of issues with my father. Um, and it pisses me off that he has had this effect on my life that has affected every relationship I've ever have had. And I'm not exaggerating on that. Literally every single one. And I really struggle with my hatred towards men. And that itself affects my relationship because I tend what, what man is around me most of the time, my boyfriend, I feel angry about men every day. So a lot of the time that anger is put on him, which like, he doesn't always deserve that, but I really struggle. I don't know if anyone can relate to that, but like, I, I see a man and I get angry. Like I have so much anger and hatred towards men and I really need to work on that. Even though fuck you guys in a lot of ways, but like, I need to work on not wrong. <laughs> like <laughs> on how I, I sometimes will like, I, I actually have seen TikToks about this, like being cute with your boyfriend and then remembering that he is a man and will never understand what it's like to be a woman and what you go through and how infuriating that feels. Um, if you are dating like a straight man, you know, like it, it's really infuriating in a lot of ways. And I have so much still to work through. Like, I'm not kidding that these thoughts come up all the time and we've been together for two and a half years. And I don't know, I feel like that's something that I'm always going to have to work on. And I think couples therapy should be a necessity in relationships, Agreed. maybe not like right away, but like, if you both come to the conclusion that like, we want to be together and like make this work and maybe have a family. I think that therapy should be a requirement to get married. I think that therapy should be a requirement to have children. I just do. Um, because agree. they're just like, it shouldn't be a reaction. It mm -hmm. should be proactive. Mm -hmm. A thousand percent. And you're just helping yourself to create a better future really but but yeah so <laughs> it's my little uh run on. I mean I, I could talk about so much more but maybe we'll do what we're gonna do a trauma episode and we can talk more about like the trauma aspects of things that we've gone through but yeah just for now like it definitely affects my adult's life and my relationships and even now when I'm around my dad, I, I clench my jaw and my fists and I want to be like, fuck you for everything you've done to me. But, uh, but at the same time, like he's, he's been present physically, kind of, I have one of those dads who like worked more than you saw him but he provided for the family. And in his mind, that means that he deserves respect and love. Oh, also, I want to throw this in. I have an immigrant father. And so for anyone who has immigrant parents or like parents of a different culture, like I feel you. And I know that parent issues can come out in a lot of different ways and look a lot different when we're talking about that as well. Like, so it's really complex. Like there's a lot of different aspects within parent issues. And I do think that a lot of that, my dad has really bad daddy issues. Um, and a lot of issues with his parents and being an immigrant and a Middle Eastern person, like there's just a lot of things that I think also go hand in hand with how I was raised and how he affected me. But yeah. enough, enough of that. <laughs> Kaylee, what is your 
view on daddy issues and stuff. Well, what's really interesting, will you read the list again? Yes. Um, possessive and clingy, demanding an abundance of love and assurance, wanting sex all the time, afraid of being alone, choosing abusive or emotionally unavailable men, and being afraid of vulnerability. So what I wasn't expecting mm -hmm. when you started to talk about daddy issues was honest to God for me to relate to any of it. Uh -huh. I don't see myself as someone that has daddy issues. Mm -hmm. um, but the first three stick out to me way more mm -hmm. than any of the mommy issue stuff. Oh, interesting. And the last one sticks out to me way more mm -hmm. than any of the mommy stuff. And I, that could or could not be related to my relationship with my dad. I, I don't know. I guess I've just never thought about having issues with him because he's always been the parent that I've got along with the best. Yeah. Um, kind of similar to what you were saying. My dad was like absent in the way of he was just always working, mm -hmm. but he wasn't absent in the way of like, if I ever expressed the need for his attention or help, like he was present. Do you, would you say he was an emotionally available father then? Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Like, did I spend a ton of time with him? No, but do like, did my dad come do auction projects at my school and was he on the PTA? Oh my God, and stop. <laughs> like, do I remember him bribing with me, me with Skittles? So I'd like go on a trip to the dump with him on the weekends. Like, yeah, oh like, I, my dad has always been there for me and has been like, I think a very positive person mm -hmm. in my life. Um, but I don't know now I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> but I think that. I mean, because he yeah. also, like, on the other hand, had, like, he's been working really, really hard on it. But when I was little, he had, like, really, really scary anger issues. Mm. Never directed towards me or, well, I guess throwing things would be, not towards me, but <laughs> throwing things generally, but, I guess, yeah. would be, like, a safety issue. But it my brother and I were never like in the room or anything. They're just like really scary anger fits where he would like knock shit off the walls, like hit holes into things, throw things, break things, yell. Yeah. And I know like that had effects on me in a certain way. I maybe like couldn't put my finger on it, but it's just interesting that I, I wasn't expecting to relate to any it's of really... the things on your list. Yeah. And I actually related to them more. And I think too, like for anyone listening, like I think that they can cross over in a way, like what I read through with the mommy and daddy issues is the common stuff. Right. But I think depending on the dynamic that your parents served, they could be crossed over because we're talking about traditional mom, what she does, traditional dad, what he does and how that can affect you. But maybe the, maybe your dad and this just general, but maybe your dad, like was the person at home and your mom was the one working. So maybe your dad has more, more of an effect on 
you're emotional and you know like your mom like it could yeah. be opposites or whatever so I think for anyone listening like you really just have to take it with a grain of salt and see what applies and um because it's really just going to be different for everyone so maybe some of that is from your dad and like things that maybe you maybe you have just been always so focused on the issues with your mom that you didn't realize that they're because like in my head we all have issues with her like how do you not um yeah have something right yeah um, and I'm I'm aware of it in some ways like I know it's like like you said earlier it's so gross to think that it like is associated with your dating or relationships in any way but I'm very aware of it when I'm in a relationship I'm very aware of it when I'm actively dating I know Mm -hmm. I've said this on here before my dad doesn't have a dad I subconsciously find myself (laughs) connecting with men that don't have relationships with their dad yeah um I also like some of my kind of like red well not maybe not red but yellow flags in a guy are some things that like my dad does like I would never want to be with any kind Mm -hmm. of entrepreneur Mm -hmm. I'm very attracted to yeah and yeah and I I think I've said all this on here Mm -hmm. at some point before but like I want a man with a very consistent predictable job with benefits and health care and yeah stable plan yeah I'm attracted to like very stable nothing creative yeah and I'm the opposite yeah complete complete opposite makes sense for both of us yeah because our (laughs) yeah it it really is funny how it kind of flips yeah Uh, that's so weird and yeah it's like certain red flags for some people are like the ultimate green flags Mm-hmm. for other people also I didn't add this on the list but I wanted to throw it in because we both have anxious attachment styles and that was connected to daddy issues as well anxious attachment God, Which, anxious attachments yeah but I also think that could also be a- any parent could uh yeah you know make that happen but I just think that's interesting oh, like, totally like if, yeah if I'm avoidant of my mom and my mom's mm-hmm. the parent I spend most of my time with then whenever I feel connected to someone in a really intimate way of course I'm gonna like be anxiously attached and hope that right. they never go anywhere you know like yeah yeah um and it's funny like when you were saying about the you date people with <laughs> out dads it's funny because like I tend I and I think a lot of people want a partner who has a like close-knit family. Like, I think a lot of people find that attractive. I do not. I We're tend... so often. <laughs> we have the same type, yeah. physical type. Yeah. But every other requirement yeah. is so opposite for us. I literally, it is ideal to me when the person I'm with is like, okay, this sounds so like horrible, but like has like horrible family issues. Like, and I it's not like I want someone that I care about to have issues I think that one I like that we can understand each other on a deep level because I just have insane like my whole family I just have issues but and two like I the anxious attachment of it of like I need to be like I want all your assurance all the time like I need so like if you don't have this is super toxic and I'm fully aware of it if you don't have anyone else that's needing that from you, I get it all. 
And subconsciously, I, I think I want that. And I also t- like go for that toxic person a lot of the time because I don't know. I think there's a few reasons, but it's, (laughs) and I think that for a lot of people, that would be like red flag number one, like, but But it's really interesting that that's what you say, what you want. But then if I look at the relationship you're in now, holy shit, there's some similarities. I know. To your dad. Yeah, but there's also like not in your boyfriend, the person. So many, yeah, like, and and where it matters, where it matters to me is where they're different, you know. Yeah. So that's you know, but in the way of being raised and their surroundings, that they are very similar. Um. So yeah, it's it's interesting. My boyfriend also doesn't have any like father figure and, um. I don't know. It's not like I like that. Like, I don't want to say like I'm fetishizing that a guy has daddy issues, but it's like, it's like a subconscious thing. I don't know. It's like, but I also think that we both like men that are comfortable with femininity in a way and men that are raised by women have that. Um, They also understand to some extent, like women's needs. Um, And I think that men that were raised like primarily by a woman obviously are going to have more of that and maybe that also comes into play um because like a very man like man man raised by a man like did it like it's so unattractive That's to me such a turn off it's such a turn off so i think everything we're saying goes back to parent issues which is like wild <laughs> it's crazy it, it's just insane how much it affects you and other things in life obviously can affect your relationships like one of the big ones being previous relationships affecting future um but what's your like very first like relationship your very first love emotional attachment your very first experience with a woman a man or like whoever they are it's your parents or your guardians and uh it just makes sense that it or your lack thereof or your lack thereof exactly it makes sense that it is going to affect you probably for a long time if not the rest of your life and we just have to talk about it and work on it I don't want to say like it's going to affect you for the rest of your life because like well it is though but it, it is that's like just the facts and trauma is that and we're just going to have to accept trauma and talk about it and go to therapy and work on it because that's all we can really do you can't control the trauma that happened to you. That's not in your hands. So you just have to control how you handle it and how you deal with it. Cause that's all we can do. Your trauma is not your responsibility, but your healing is. Yeah. And the best way you can heal is having people around you that support you unconditionally and having professional health and you know, using the tools, like listening to the It's Time podcast. <laughs> Literally, the, like, just talking about shit out loud, though, is uh, so yeah. healing, because yeah. the more you talk, the more you're making these, like, connections that you've never made before. It's yeah, And hearing other people's experiences, I think, can do the same. Totally. Like, maybe you've always acted in this one particular way, and you've never understood why, 
mm-hmm. or you've always had this like one thought you've never understood why and then you hear other people's stories and you're like hmm there's right. a common denominator here right yeah so you should start a podcast too <laughs> honestly like doing this is so helpful um it's therapy in a way for me and I love the idea of knowing even if it's one person listening is like yes I needed to hear that today or I relate to that or whatever it is like and I know there's more than one so thank you for listening to you guys (laughs) like we have a little tight-knit little listener group and I like love that yeah what the fuck when did that happen (laughs) (laughs) I think yeah we I don't like check our numbers a ton because we're not doing this for the numbers would numbers be great yes but that's wasn't why we started it. Um, so I don't like go through our stats often, but so, the other day I did and I was just like, oh, hello. Like we have a bunch of people here. And yeah, I didn't know. She texted me and I was literally <laughs> was like, wait, what the fuck? Like, where did they come from? And I thought um, it was this number. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think we're wrapping up that. Um, but I just want to say like, thank you for listening. And I would really love to hear from some of you guys. Like, just please DM me or Kaylee on Instagram. Like it would literally mean so much, even if you're just like, listen to the pod, like you don't even have to say anything, like just hearing, cause I know you guys are there, but I don't know. It doesn't feel real, you know? Cause yeah, it's like, we don't see them kind of or hear them. It's just like, we see the numbers of listeners and followers and stuff. But um, yeah, if you have a chance, like I'd love to chat. I'm sure Kaylee would too. Um, so yeah, sure. everything's linked below, but That'd be great. Um, do you have anything else to add, Kaylee? Go to therapy. Really though. Take your mask. <laughs> All I you talked do. about in therapy today was my mommy issues. So you know what? It's really helpful. <laughs> it is just uh the things that I hope someday we're like sponsored by like some therapy program. Like that would be the dream. Oh my like, god, that'd be so cool. Sponsored by BetterHelp or something. Like that would literally be like <laughs> insane. Um, so I'm manifesting so that right now. I'm gonna put that into the universe because that's my dream. Um, we're gonna get you all in therapy. You get a therapist. You get a therapist. <laughs> also, I was gonna say I'm gonna update you guys, but I haven't said anything about my meds recently. But I am back on my med game, and every time I get back on like being strict with my meds, I'm like, fucking hell. Why does this work so much? Like, why do I feel different all the time? Like, it's so it's really frustrating and because I hate being dependent on things, but it is life-changing. So if you are taking meds, don't forget to take your meds because I know that a lot of us struggle with doing it. It's, it's hard. Um, but yeah, professional help is wonderful and we need it. So there's nothing to be ashamed of with it. Um, So yeah, (laughs) hats off to all of you guys dealing with your parent issues. We need a new name for it though, because I don't want to call it daddy issues anymore. I'm just going to call it rent, rent, rent shoes. Rent shoes. Rent shoes. Sounds like rent shoes. Rent shoes. I got parental issues. I got parental issues. Good enough for me. (laughs) We got parental issues and... So do you. So thank you so much much for listening to the It's Time podcast. I'm Ryan. That is Kaylee. New episodes every Wednesday. We'll see you soon. Uh
See you real soon.